return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Welcome Sydney, right? Tonight he's going to share, play, amen, Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to be here tonight. Amen. Yeah, um, just to continue in the mood of worship, just close your eyes with me if you can. Still in the mood of worship. Just love on him. We love you, Lord. From the deepest part of your heart, you want to just appreciate God, appreciate Him, appreciate Jesus for all that He has done for you. Oh Lord, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Don't quit worshiping. Just lift your voice. Worthy is the Lamb. 
worthy is the Lamb. Thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you for all that you have done, all that you are doing, and all you continue to do. We appreciate you, Lord. Have your way in our midst tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be here tonight? Oh, are you sure you're excited? Give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. Um, I thank God for the gift of life. Um, thank God that, you know, good weather. We are all here tonight. God bless you for coming out. Amen. Um, I thank Pastor Dave for this opportunity. Um, I don't take it for granted. God bless you, Pastor Pastor Jeannie and um, the leadership of the church. Um, you're doing a wonderful job. Hallelujah. God bless you. I want to share with you, um, I promise not to take much of your time. We'll leave you before 8. Hallelujah. Um, I want to share with you a message entitled, Accomplishing your God-given vision. Um, I believe that God has um, something for us. God has a job for us to do. Um, you know, that is why we are here on earth. And so every now and then, God will project things into our spirits, our hearts. And then will assign us to, you know, do them so we can help humanity, so we can um, help people, you know, out of their misery. God has a hand, but he uses our hand in this earth realm. Hallelujah. Um, spirits, you know, uh, cannot function without human bodies. So God needs you. And so most of the time, God will plant, um, you know, visions in our hearts and then empower us to accomplish this vision. And so, um, I'm not just talking about just ambitions. You know, there's a difference between the two. Um, if you want to see, if you want to tell if a vision is from God, any vision that is from God would help, would help humanity, will help the next person. It's not, you know, you, it's not to yourself. It's not to help just yourself. It has to help another person, you know, um, and so when Jesus was teaching his, his disciples to pray, he said, when you pray, pray that our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, our Father. So um, it's something that is plural. It's something that God, God wants you to think about the next person. Hallelujah. And so um, 
Our reading will be taken from the book of Nehemiah. But before then, we look at Romans chapter 18. Um, chapter 8 verse 19, sorry. Um, the world is waiting for us to manifest. Earnestly waiting for the sons of God to show up. Um, so there are so many things, you know, um, going on. And then... Um, they are trying to find answers, but most of the answers that we find are temporal, you know. But um, the world is waiting for us to show them something that is eternal, you know, to preach Jesus to them, you know, to, to tell them. And, you know, that's what most of the religions are doing. Every religion is trying to find God. But thank God for Jesus. He said, I am the way. The truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So um, the world is waiting for us to show up and demonstrate the love of God. To show up and demonstrate God. To teach them and tell them, you know, how to properly get to the Father. Hallelujah. Um, let us, you know, go to the book of Nehemiah chapter 2. Um, first of all, let me define vision. Um, vision... Is a mental picture of the future. So, like I said, God will put it in your spirit. It could be a business, it could be a project, anything. You know, God will put it in your spirit. Um, the other day, you know, you came here and um, you spoke to us about the, the gifts that, you know, you were going to give to, you know, the kids that was, you know, shipped out. That is a vision. That is a project that God, I believe strongly, God put in your heart. And God brought people to help you to accomplish that. And so every now and then, these are things that will, you know, be in our hearts. God will project them. God will tell us, talk to us that this is what I want you to do. Bless somebody's life. And so he'll project that mental picture. And then as you ponder over it, um, you pray to God, He sends you the help. Now, in accomplishing your vision, timing is of essence. Timing is very important. Just because it falls in your spirit does not mean you should just um, go ahead and do it. Timing, the Bible said that um, there is time for everything, right? You know, there's time to speak, there's time to keep mute. There's time to die, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Now, even when it comes to preaching the word of God, um, time is of essence. You know, you remember the scripture in Acts chapter 16 verse 6? The Bible said, And the Holy Spirit forbade Paul and his companions to preach in Asia. Why? Because the timing was not right. And so it is of essence, it's very important that we work with the Holy Spirit. So he would tell us when. So, you know, the vision might be good. It might come from God. But we have to know when to start it, when to act. You know, so that um, sometimes when we go ahead of God, what happens is that we do it on our own. We, we try to make things work. You know, while in essence, God had prepared everything for you. The people who will come and assist you 
God had prepared everything, but most of the time we go out of his will and we try doing them ourselves. And when that happens, um, you realize that we, we, it's, it's difficult. Let me put it that way. It's very difficult to accomplish it. And then we tend blaming God. But you give me this you know, vision, you give me this project to work on, but why am I going through all that? It's simple. It's just that the timing is not right. Sometimes God will keep it in your heart as you pray. He will send people your way to tell you what to do, to train you on that um, project, to train you on that vision. It is very, very necessary. So let's go to the book of um, Nehemiah. Verse 6. Nehemiah And the king said unto me, this is Nehemiah talking. The queen also sitting by him. For how long shall thy journey be? Now, um, let me give you a background of this story. This is Nehemiah. You know, Nehemiah um, served in the king's palace. And, um, you know, he gave drink to the king. And so, um, Judah was in ruins. The walls, you know, were burnt down, broken down. Everything was in ruin. And then he was troubled. God put this in his heart to go build it. And so he was pondering over it, thinking about it. And so he went one time, he went to serve the king drink. And so the king saw him. And mind you, it was very dangerous at that time to be sad before the king. And so he risked his life. And so the king saw him and was like, um, what's wrong with you? What's going on with you? Um, you don't look happy. What's, what's it? And so um, he told the king what he wanted to do. He told the king that his you know, father's house you know, was lying in ruins. The walls broken down, everything destroyed. Uh, and so he would want to go and then rebuild it if he has found favor before the king. And so that is where we've got into um, verse 6. And the king said unto me, the queen also sitting by him, For how long shall thy journey be? Many times when God gives us visions, we need to write them down. It is very necessary. Um, the, the, the Bible says that, you know, write the vision down so that they that run will run with it. It's very necessary. Now, when we write down the vision, another important thing that we need to do is to add time to it. Many times we forget, you know, to add time in. We forget to add, you know, time to it. How long it's going to take, you know, like a visibility, uh, visibility studies. Hallelujah. He said, how long is it going to take you? So this is telling us about time. And when will thou return? So when would you start and when would you finish? Talking about, you know, time. So it pleased a king to send me and I set him a time. Moreover, I said unto the king, if it please the king, let Lertus let us be given me to the governors beyond the river, 
that they may convey me over till I come into Judah. What is he talking about? Another important thing to help um, fulfill your vision is access. It's very, very necessary. And so when you know, we are praying, it's very important that we pray um, you know, that God bring, give us access. It could be just in Brookings. It could be you know, in South Dakota. It could be in the whole United States where God is sending you and what He's putting in your heart. You want to pray that God will grant you access. You know, access to resources. You know, the resources could be men, like I said. It is very important when God is sending you, most of the time, He brings people. When the timing is right. You know, so... um. I've said it here before, but let me repeat it. When it comes to the divine helpers, um, there are four categories that I know. You know, the first category is men of influence. So at a point in time, you know, what Nehemiah needed at that time to start um, his vision was men of influence. So the king gave him access. And so um, that is one time. Sometimes you don't need men of um, influence. What you need is um, divine connectors. There are people who don't have what you have, what you need. But they can connect you to someone who has it. And so you remember Naaman and the slave girl. The Bible said that Naaman wanted healing. But the slave girl knew Elisha, the prophet. And he said, um, um, the slave girl told Naaman, you know, to go and then see this prophet. And so there are people who can connect you to the right people, to the, to the things that you are looking for. Hallelujah. Some other times you need gifted people. These are, you know, very important. You, there are times where you don't need men of influence. You don't need um, divine connectors. But you need people to do the job. So let's say um, I start something, a music ministry. I need people who play with me, right? At that time, I don't just need loyal people. There can be a lot of loyal people around. But if they don't know what to do, if they are not of use, you know, at that time, we wouldn't, they wouldn't be needed. So sometimes, you know, you need these people. The, uh, the last group of people is what I call the burden bearers. People who will be there to cry with you. People who will be there to comfort you. You know, to encourage you when you are down. You know, the, the Bible said um, there was a time Jesus was holding a crusade. And then um, some people brought a man who was sick. When they got there, the whole place was packed. There was no, you know, access to Jesus. Now, you know, we could have said, you know, we tried. At least we brought you to, to the meeting. Um, there's no access here, so we can go home. And then try some other time, right? That is not bad. But these people went an extra mile 
to uncover the roof. Can you imagine that? Uncover the roof just to make sure the Bible said, and they lower the sick person right in front of Jesus. Go to the to the extra mile to uncover the roof. Can you imagine what it would take to uncover the roof? They went through all that to make sure that the the, the sick person was healed. And so sometimes in life we need these people around us. And so when we walk in divine timing, God will send these people our way. May God send us divine helpers in the name of Jesus. So we, we look at access. Now, there are five influences that we need to fight to accomplish God's vision for our lives. Five influences. The first one is division. A divided vision. Division means two visions. So let's say um, God gives you the grace to start something. And as you start it, people are going to join you along the way. And some people join you and you see that they are not going according to you know the pattern that you've set. But they want to start their own within your own. That is not right. That is called division. And that is a spirit you shouldn't allow. When you see that, you know, um, fear is a spirit according to the Bible. These things are spirit. And when, when we allow them, you know, they will grow and then scatter what God has put in our hearts. And so when we see these things, we have to stop them immediately. When you see that someone, you know, it could be even in the family. You know, so the Bible said in the book of Genesis, can we go there? Chapter 11, verse 1. You know, um, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. Very important. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shina. And they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. Um, let's go to verse 9. That is where the message is. Okay, let's start from 7. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language. Now, this is God speaking. When you read um, before this verse, the Bible said, God said that nothing can stop these people. Why? Because they were of one language. The Bible described it in a funny way. It says, and they... They, they, they were one. Let, let's go to the five. Verse five. Yeah. Verse six. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. <laughs> the people, not our one, but the people, they are united. You know, everything, they, they, they sing in unison. They talk they think the same way. So they all 
you know, move according to the pattern, according to the vision that they have set in front of them. And so God himself is saying that nothing can stop them. And so whenever we come together, you know, and we have a vision, whenever we come together and agree on one thing, nothing can stop us. The only thing that can stop us is when we are divided. And so that's why we don't have to allow that to grow amongst us. We don't have to allow division amongst us. We don't have to allow separation and that spirit amongst us. We have to, you know, culture, we have to grow the spirit of unity, the spirit of love. Thank God for, you know, Holy Life Tabernacle. That we grow love, we grow togetherness, we grow unity in this place. Hallelujah. And so it's very, very important. Um, this James chapter 1 verse 8. James chapter 1 verse 8 says, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And so when you have the vision, you know, don't be double-minded about it. If you're going for it, go for it. You know, sometimes when we make a move and things, you know, tend to be shaky, a little shaky, we tend to back off. But if it is of God, there is one thing you must know, that we are going to face adversities. Those things are normal. They will come your way, trying to stop you because it is of God. Because the vision is of God, not, you know, the adversities. God's vision will be fought by the enemy. You know, by the people around. You know, sometimes someone can come and say something to you, a word that would discourage you, you know, and these are things that you need to resist. You know, you need to be around people who have been where you are going. You need to be around people who know, you know, their process, who know what it takes to get there. You know, sometimes a vision might be so big that you tell other people and they go like, this is unattainable. You cannot, you cannot attain it. You cannot accomplish it. It has never been done before. This is the voice of the devil. You remember um, Jesus saying to Peter, Get thee behind me. Now, Peter meant good, you know, but in essence, what he was trying to do was to stop Jesus from um, fulfilling his destiny. And so sometimes they might say, the people around might say things that, you know, um, might discourage you. Not that they mean bad. You know, they don't mean bad, but in the natural, when they look at what you are telling them, it doesn't make sense to them. But your vision shouldn't make sense to you. If, if, it, if, if it makes sense, if it's something that you can do by yourself, then you don't need the help of God. It's not from God. You know, the visions, most of the time, they are big. They are so big that you are going to need God. You are going to need God to be able to accomplish it. Am I preaching to you? And so, so it is very, very necessary. The second one I'll talk about is discouragement. Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 9. Let's go back. Discouragement. Discouragement. This is one of the oldest weapons of the devil. You know, the devil will try to discourage you. The devil will try to, you know, make you not follow your vision. 
Hallelujah. Disappointment is inevitable, but discouragement is a choice. Discouragement is a choice. The Bible says that, and David was discouraged. First Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. And David was greatly distressed, for the people speak of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David, let's all read together. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And so when you feel discouraged, there's one thing. You need to fight it with every fiber in you. You need to encourage yourself. How do you encourage yourself? Pray and speak the word of God. You know, your spirit can listen to you. You know, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing. Faith comes. And so when you are down there, you want to speak the word of God. What God has said about you in his word, you need to speak it. The more you speak it, the more faith you get. Comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. You know, so discouragement, we need to fight it. Jeremiah was also discouraged. Um, For the sake of our time, we will not go into that. But you can write it down and read it. When you get home. Jeremiah chapter 20 verse 9. You know. Jeremiah chapter 20 verse 9. Um, the third um, influence. That we need to fight. Are distractors. Oh. Distracted. D- distractors. We need to prevent them. You know. We need to be sensitive. And so when we talk about our vision. You know. The words that come. Um, sometimes will distract us. The Bible said, and when Nehemiah started the project, when he started building for God, Sambalat and Tobiah did something. The Bible said, for five times they wrote letters. Now, mind you, Nehemiah was in the city, and Sambalat and Tobiah were in the village somewhere, and they wrote a letter to Nehemiah For him to stop the work that he was doing to come over to the village to discuss, I don't know what was necessary. And so, you know, for the four times that they came, he turned them down. And he said, I'm busy, I'm focused on what God has given to me. If you want to talk, I can finish, wait and let me finish what I'm doing because there's no time. For me to finish what I'm doing. So many times we have to, you know, be cautious about distractors. People will come our way, you know, it could even be friends, family members. You know, we should know when to say, no, I got to be by myself. I got to study. I got to, you know, go into this thing that God has given to me. I got to pray about it. I got to, you know, prepare myself. And so anything that will bring you out or anything that will move you from the line that you are towing you need to deal with it you need to put it aside hallelujah so we have to be very careful about that the second one is disease we need to stay healthy tell the person sitting next to you stay healthy you know because god needs your body 
to reach out to the next person. And so when you are sick, you cannot do God's work effectively. When you are sick, that business cannot commence. When you are sick, you can do but little. Do you agree with me? And so um, when God gives you a vision, most of the time, have you think about it? I don't know, you know, much about the United States, but where I come from, you know, there are so many abandoned projects. People start projects, halfway you hear that they are sick, all of a sudden they are gone. What causes the thing, I don't know. But one thing I know is that Satan came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So if someone dies before their time, it presupposes that something happened along the way. And so when God gives us the vision, one thing we must pray is that he would deliver us. Like Jesus said, deliver us. Deliver us from troubles. Deliver us from sicknesses. Deliver our families from troubles. Deliver our our families from sicknesses. Hallelujah. And the last one is death. Our time is up. You know, let's read our last scripture. Acts chapter 9 verse 38. Now, this is Dorcas. You remember that scripture? The Bible said this woman did a lot of good in the church. Gave a lot of alms. And so when she died, the church came together and said, No, this this cannot happen to us. Darkness cannot leave. Something has to be done. And so the Bible said they, they held, you know, their costumes, they held all that he had he she had done as a testament. And they told Peter, Hey, you need to get down here. You know, so um What I'm trying to say is that she was sick and then she died. So to buttress the point that I was trying to make, that sometimes, you know, God gives you a vision and some way, somehow, you get sick and abandon that vision. When that happens, the next generation is going to suffer. When that happens, your family is going to suffer. When that happens, you know, the people that God have entrusted into your hands are going to suffer. And so I pray that God will protect us. That he will give us long life in the mighty name of Jesus. Um, Just close your eyes and let's share this word of prayer. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Begin to pray in the spirit. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. We pray that you make your vision clear to us. We pray that you give us clarity. We pray that you speak to us about timings. The right time to start. The right time to end. We pray, O God, as your word says, that you bring divine helpers. Bring divine helpers. Bring divine helpers away. People that will help us to accomplish your vision 
in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray, O God, that you have your way. Ah, Lebro Shatalabadosa. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.